Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you today. We are talking about success and how do you attract success? Greg, I, I feel like you're you're pretty good at this. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, come on. Look look at all the success you've brought to this podcast, right? I mean, you know, we've got listeners growing. We've got now a part of the Best Business Network. We've got that network growing. I'm going to say that's a that's your 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 attraction to success. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I would say that um, it is a partnership, and I wouldn't be nearly as successful without you, Russ. So um, I think we complement each other so well, and that's why the show works, and that's why the network is growing. It's exciting, and we have another person that is very successful and understands how to be successful. And uh, it's Sue Wilhite. Welcome, Sue. Hey, thank you. Love to be here, Russ and Greg. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Sue, you have Thanks for the coming on. coolest title I think I've ever heard. It, your title is Success Attraction Expert. I mean, come on now. How, how can you get any better than that? Uh, so, you know, everybody kind of defines success differently. How do you get people to be successful? Very good question. <laughs> So most of the time, what people think of as success isn't what they really want. Yeah. Right. So right. they have a picture mm. in their head mm -hmm. based on family, environment, um, social media. <laughs> these right. days. So is the first step kind of defining what success is in their head yeah. and what it should be? Yes. In fact, um, when I am when I'm coaching my clients, pretty much the first thing that we do is I sit down and ask them for about a half an hour. What do you want? OK, that's nice. What hmm. do you want? Right. OK, good. What do you right. want? And we, <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> and it peels away all of the stuff that they think they want. Mm -hmm. so that they can get to what they really want and why they want that. And sometimes I, that becomes, oh, my God, I don't really want that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Ahead. Oh, I'm just saying it's, it, it is funny, you know, even like in business or whatever it is, sometimes you want this certain thing and it's not the right thing that you want. <laughs> so right. even that, like that little test there. Uh, I like that you keep asking the question to dig deeper. Yes. And so, for instance, um, uh, I might ask a client, what do you want? And they'll go, oh, I want a, you know, a six-figure business, right? Okay, so you want six figures in a year, six figures in a month. Which, which one are you looking for? Oh, I want a six figures in a year. Okay, so what does that look like when you get six figures? When, you're, when that metric of success happens... What else happens? Right, mm. right, right. And I think a lot of times when you ask them, you know, you know, what do they want? The follow up to that is why do they think it's so important? And yes. when when you drill to the level of why, then they really start figuring out, oh, maybe it's not really the dollar amount is what I can do with that money that's going to make me happy. And that's why yes. I really want the money. So it, yes. it's, it's an interesting follow-up, right? And, and I do it in kind of two pieces. I do it in the, in the form of a why. Why do you want that? And people will go, oh, because I want this, this, and this. And then I go into, and how does that 
feel to you? Mm -hmm. What's 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 going on with that? You know, notice and this is the, the interesting part of the coaching is I'm having them drill down to exactly what does their body feel? Do they stop breathing? Do they start breathing really hard and heavy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do they feel, you know, chills? Do they feel hot? Do they feel like getting up and dancing? That's what I want. Um, <laughs> you know, when they go, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> then we know that we've got something good and we can go with it. You know, I, I can't help but ask, you know, like this, this question is in my mind. I've actually got a couple questions in my mind, but this one is like top question here. Uh, you, you know, you said you, you look at these metrics. Do you find that the metric is usually money? Generally speaking, yes. And the follow-up to that is, should that be what they're chasing for to measure success? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm okay. stuttering on that. It's a, yeah, it's no, a I, good metric to have sort of to hang on the on the clothesline to to mm-hmm. sort of hang up there and go okay that's a metric and right. what about the other you know legs in the on the table is it is it how much family life do you want right there's a right. metric you know mm-hmm. do you want a six figure but you're never going to see your family if that's okay with you I mean, I, I, I absolutely, there are people who are solopreneurs and they are solo people. Mm-hmm. They, they right. don't have a family right. because they don't want to be around people. They don't want the responsibility. And so money is their metric because they want to buy cool stuff and do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Right. If that's what they, they do, I'm not going to force, oh, but you need to have better relationships. That's between them and their doctor. <laughs> <laughs> because we know our relationships do for health and, and mental well-being. Right, but, right. you know, mm-hmm. that, that part I'm not going to, I'm not playing with. It's, okay, you want the money? Go for it. If you want family, then you need to check out money and family. If you want cool stuff, if you want to be able to have a better house, for instance, if you want to live in a nicer area, if you want to be able to travel. Um, I have a a friend who um, decided to do three things. She decided to um, change her family dynamic, (laughs) we'll say. Okay. Okay. We'll read between the lines there. We'll get that. We got that. Change your family dynamic, boost your business to really go after a seven-figure business and do that as a digital nomad. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Just traveling around. And that's what made her happy. Well, you just said the key word for me. Russ started the whole show and, and saying, you know, Greg, you know, you're successful. And I do consider myself successful. But my metric on how I measure success or one of the major metrics is, am I happy doing what I'm doing? Yes. Now, right. you know, if the money mm-hmm. follows and, it, and it, you know, it usually does, right. wonderful. But if I'm not happy making money, that's not success to me. And yeah. I, I just yeah. wonder from an emotional yeah. level do you get there with your clients where, you know, yeah, you can make money that you think that's good. And, and in, you know, even through multiple 
meetings with them, they may still think their main motivator is money. But at some point, if where do they identify what truly makes them happy? Right. And I will hold myself up as an example because before I left corporate, I was near six figures and I had an ulcer. Yeah. Mm. Was I successful yeah. by the money metric? Heck yes. Was I successful from a career metric? I had respect. I had people who were trying to poach me. I had, you know, I I had, I was a speaker at industry conferences. Um, it, it was really kind of one of my favorite moments when I went to a conference and I introduced myself to a few people and they went, you're Sue Wilhite? <laughs> oh, you know, there's an ego boost there. Yeah. I totally, you know, that was great. <laughs> and I had an ulcer. Yeah. Not good. Right. Well, I, I have to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, go back to my early career where I was in tech as well. Mm -hmm. And I was doing very well. I was on, you know, I was doing the six figure. I was a young man. I was traveling. Like, you know, my job was basically had me on the road two weeks out of every month. Mm -hmm. I was doing a state of day, you know, seeing clients. And, you know, from a financial point of view, everything was there. At that point in my life, making that kind of money and traveling, you know, the country, yeah. it seemed really cool. It wasn't cool. I was gaining weight. I was getting sick from being on the plane and being in hotel rooms every single night. I couldn't develop a relationship, um, you know, with the, the person that I wanted to date because I was never around. That didn't make me happy. And I kind of took inventory on that. And I landed up quitting that job and actually starting my own business. And that's when I got into the golf industry. But it, it, and I did it because golf is one of my passions, right? Golf is one of my loves. People of the show know that. And for me to be able to be, make that a career, that was, you know, that was perfect timing for me to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it makes your relationships better. I married her. Generally speaking, when you're happy and passionate about something, people want to be around you. Mm -hmm. Right? You become more attractive. And to me, that's one of my metrics of success is being able to attract people around me who are successful and and the more successful i get the more successful people i have to surround me and and yeah you know making the money is awesome it's great um i i totally believe in making sure the economy continues to take over <laughs> <laughs> and to me it's it's about people yeah yeah, it's about the relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about the relationships. Yeah. And yeah. And one of the interesting things that I always see, like I read a bunch of business books, I see, you know, business podcasts, and it sometimes seems to me that like, you know, what we're talking about here, it feels so real. Like I'm sitting here, you know, like, you know, because we, we've got video. So I'm watching you two and I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is, you know, Greg revealing, you know, why he left his business. You talk like all of these things. It's so real. 
And sometimes when I watch some of these business videos, I think they almost want us to be somebody else, like somebody that we're, we're not. Um, we'll take a short break here, but when we come back, I, w- I want to talk about that. Like, can you actually be who you are when you're running your business? We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to DIY for Business. Russ and Greg with you. We're, we're joined by Sue Wilhite, who, as Greg mentioned earlier, does have one of the coolest titles ever. I, I would love to have this title. Uh, success Attraction Expert. That is so cool. <laughs> uh, but before the break, I, I, I kind of went down this path of, uh, you know, watching you two just really be who you are and talking, right? Like, I just felt like, you know, emotion. I felt like I felt so good about that talk. I, I almost hated to, to go to break. I just wanted to keep you guys talking. But it also made me think about all of these, you know, business so-called experts out there that say, really, you can't be yourself. You've got to be us. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Stop being who you are and do this. <laughs> there's there's a lot of information out there that you can pick up that, that says that. So, Sue, can you in business just be who you are? Well, your your listeners can't see me put my finger down my throat and gag at the, you can't be who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first, uh, my first client base were people who were having difficulty in relationships. And I was helping mm-hmm. folks in relationships. And believe me, this matters. So don't turn it off because we're going down the relationship path. What would what I would see with folks struggling with relationship issues is what I called the um, the six foot photograph issue. Have you ever been to one of those stores that sells um, cinema reproductions and, and pictures yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that? Yeah, sure. And they'll have the six foot photo of somebody, mm-hmm. right? At the yeah. last one of the last parties I was at before COVID, somebody had a Loki picture right well in relationships what would happen is is we would get that cinematic photograph and we're holding it up in front of ourselves going here i am this is me let's get into a relationship right right and it's and it's and it's this idealized version and yes Mm -hmm. you want to show up as best you are you know make sure the spinach is out of your teeth and you know, all that sort of good stuff. <laughs> I always have yeah. a problem with it. But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that photo is not you. And what happens is, is that eventually the photo starts to crack and fade and bend and, and get a little out of whack. And people are, you've heard this phrase before, I'm sure. You're not the person I first met. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's put that into business perspective. Here you are, you want to attract clients, you want to attract customers, you want to attract people because you can't do business without people. You want to attract people to who you are and your product. I don't care what whether you've got the product in front of you or not. They're buying from a human being. Yep. They're buying from you. And if you go out there and go, hey, guys, buy my snake oil. Yes, this is so cool. cool. Do pay no attention to that girl behind the curtain. We've got the greatest snake oil in the world. They'll figure it out. Right. It'll go sideways. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and I do have to call out one of one of my mentors, a woman by the name of Lisa Cherney, who <laughs> who is the queen of letting it all hang out and uh, cusses and swears because she cusses and swears. And this is who she is, and she's brave, and she's bold, and she's out there, and she's in your face. And if that's the energy you want, then having her be, hi, I'm Lisa, and I'm going to help you really build your business with marketing. Mm -hmm. If that's what you end up being attracted to, and then you find out that she cusses and swears like a sailor, (laughs) (laughs) then that's not going to work for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... So yeah. my my I, I take Lisa kind of as a as a idea model, not necessarily You're a not model cuss for my behavior. Yeah. I, I do cuss. <laughs> okay. um, uh, tend not to do it on podcasts because that you never know what the audience is. Um, Let the record show we haven't had to edit anything out yeah. yet, so uh, we're okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you need to be who you are. You need to be who you are in business so that, number one, your creativity can come out. Because if you're trying to be somebody Mm -hmm. you're not, your creativity is going to get completely stifled. You're not going to be able to come up with ideas. You're not going to be able to do joint ventures or partnerships or affiliates properly because you're showing up as somebody different. You know, if, if that's what you're doing, then nobody's going to play with you anymore. Right. <laughs> and if you're not showing up authentically yeah. as who you really are, your clients and customers are not going to want to play with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, we, so many salespeople especially think that, oh, I need to be who the customer wants me to be. I need to be the chameleon and kind of just... Uh, you know, mimic whatever they're giving me because that's a sales technique that I learned. And okay, it's a sales technique that, that has a certain value to it. But ultimately, if you're not real and you're not authentic, there's not going to be that next level relationship. You might get a sale, but you're not going to get the repeat business. You're not going to get them to refer you because they're going to figure out who the real person is if you are fake up, in, up front. Right. Right. And they're going to suspect you of having something hidden. Yeah. Whether it's a hidden yeah. motivation or a hidden clause in the contract mm-hmm. or a hidden because they get it that you're hiding something. You've lost their trust. You've lost their trust. Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. Stephen Covey, <laughs> the speed of trust. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, it's so much harder. Uh, just on, to like do like to, to like, okay, sales, we'll, we'll take that since Greg brought up kind of the concept of like mirroring, right? Like it is so much harder to be something else than to be yourself. Like I, so I did, I did radio sales for a little bit and doing radio sales. Uh, one of the things that they taught you was, oh, you've got to mirror your clients and do this and do that. And when I did that, I did not get the sale when I did not be like when I was not myself, when I wasn't making some silly joke or, you know, like just having fun with the person, I never made those sales. And at some point in the process there, this was early on in the, in my time doing the sales, I realized, shoot, if I'm just who I am, (laughs) it's so much easier. I actually remember I was at a, I was at a business lunch with a client 
And uh, he got a phone call and essentially like a, a date got canceled for later that night. And he was all upset. And I was like, you know, he was totally out of it. And I could have continued like really like <laughs> the way I was trained. It's like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I just turned it into, oh, shoot, man, what happened? <laughs> and like we bonded on this level and we started talking about all these different things. And I'm still friends with him. <laughs> it's, right? You know, it's yeah. been so long. Yeah. But like once I realized that, I'm like, shoot, I was myself and I felt so much more comfortable. I, I don't like the whole mirroring thing. I, I've never been a fan of that because I feel like that's just acting. It's, it's just, you know, using your improv skills or whatever <laughs> it is. It's not yeah. really like, you know, what you should do. Right. Oh, man. We have to take another break, believe it or not. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> when we come back from break... I do have a theory about something that I experience when I'm doing sales calls that I really want Sue to give me Ooh. her opinion on. Cool. I like that. Ooh, great. Let's do that right after this. Welcome back to DIY for Business. You were with Russ and Greg. We're interviewing Sue Wilhite today, and we're talking about what people do to be successful and how they evaluate success. And before the break, I, I, I mentioned that I have this theory about sales that I, Sue, I want your, I want your opinion on this. Oh boy. I've noticed <laughs> when I go out and I do sales calls when I'm sick and I'm not feeling well, I make more sales. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I was going, hmm. why do I make more sales when I'm sick? I just, you know, I was like, should I be sick all the time? No, I don't want to be sick all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but why is this happening? And I came to the conclusion, but I'm not sure about this. This is just a total theory. I came to the conclusion that people could see that I was sick. I wasn't hiding it. I was trying to, you know, gut it out and, you know, power through. But it made me more, more vulnerable and it made me more mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. And I think people really appreciated the fact that, yeah, I mean, I was, I was there in kind of in a vulnerable state. I wasn't feeling well. I don't know. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I, I think you're, you're right. And I think you're right for yet another reason. When you're not feeling 100%, it's awfully hard to deceive people. Okay. And you think people right? feel that? And, they and kind of, people they... can feel that. Uh -huh. That, you you know, all of your energy is is kind of to, okay, I'm, I'm doing this and this, this is it. You're more likely to slip if you're um, being deceptive, if you're not feeling good, and be incongruent right right if you're if that's what you're doing right right so people will sort of evaluate you for the first little time that they've got to go okay what's going on oh he's not feeling good he's admitted that he's not feeling good or i could really tell and we've talked about it and we'll just sort of check this out for a little bit yep he's really not feeling good and this is him this is who he is. So, Greg, we need some more sponsors. So can you go, you know, lick some doorknobs? <laughs> um, <laughs> you made the comparison earlier in the interview to you know, just relationships. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, thinking and bringing this into sales. Well, there's OK, we, we can all remember first dates that were great. We can also remember those first dates that weren't mm -hmm. so great. 
<laughs> when we're doing sales, sometimes you feel that connection and sometimes you don't where maybe you think that they're not the best client. Yes. Is this something that like, is, is this kind of an ingredient in this success attraction? Absolutely. Don't hire clients that you don't want to work with. Mm. Don't take on customers that you don't want to work with. Really, it's not worth your time or energy. Um, and, and this kind of goes into something you've probably heard before. But when I started my practice, um, I was really cheap. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah, under, yeah, right? under industry. Mm -hmm. And I got whiners and complainers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I got people who wanted to take advantage. No, did I get the occasional people who were like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I'm able to do this. And they would do the work, right? They would, they would actually do stuff. But the more that I raised my prices, the better the quality of the client, the better the quality of the sale. And the more that I could go, you know, if, if I'm going to have you spend several thousand dollars on working with me, then we both need to be in agreement that this is a good decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's about the relationship, yeah. right? right? Because I'm going to yeah. be sharing myself. I, I don't hold back. You know, I'm silly. Mm -hmm. I do puns. I crack jokes. Um, and I can be really like, <laughs> right. In, in the face <laughs> if need be. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I tell people I don't take prisoners. <laughs> if you want to work with me, we're going to get it done. <laughs> you know, I, I have another question for you, Sue, you know, Russ and I work with a lot of different businesses and, you know, our goal is the same as yours is like, we want to make them successful. Mm -hmm. What we've identified a lot of times, what holds people back from being successful is their own fears. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're scared yeah. of something. Mm -hmm. And, and you have a theory around this and, and, and I, I want you to be able to share it with everyone because uh, I, I think it's going to be really helpful for people to really evaluate what's holding them back. Yeah. Um, I, I call it the invisible blocks. Everyone, you, me, everybody who's listening, y'all have invisible blocks, period. You've got them they're there. You don't know you've got them. You're missing them completely because it's like something for a long time. I wore a necklace that meant something to me for, for years and years and years and years. And I just wore it 24 seven. I completely forgot that I had it on. It was meaningful, but I completely, you know, I wear my rings 24 seven. I forget most of the time that I have them on. The invisible blocks are kind of like those only less benign. <laughs> <laughs> There are things that you don't know are holding you back and you've gotten them from uh, either nature or nurture. So you've either inherited them in your DNA or you have had environmental exposure to things that have gotten in your way. So for instance, I'm, I'm really clear about this. I, I have PTSD. Um, I had a, set of experiences between the ages of about 10 to about 12, 12 or 13, that any one of them, my therapist said, could qualify you for having PTSD. Right. 
Mm. I had a whole bunch. But you had them all. Gosh. I had them all. Gosh. Um, wow. And and they formed how I looked at the world. They formed how I reacted to people. To this day, people who wear um, army fatigue jackets, if somebody comes up to me suddenly out of my blind spot, I will flinch and move away. Mm. I know what it is and I will apologize. And, you know, it's like, eh, that's my back brain. I can't help it. Uh, it is what it is. Sorry. There are things in your, in your, your lizard brain and your monkey brain that are going to hold you back from success. Mm-hmm. And until you can get those cleared, sometimes you can do it through uh, conscious therapy. Um, and by conscious therapy, I mean everything from, um, you know, traditional therapy, um, emotional freedom technique, neurolinguistic programming, um, any of the hypnotic techniques, even though technically you're, you can be conscious during those. Um, but I'm talking about some of the things that are like, invisible and you can't get at them through those techniques and you have to do something deeper and those are really fun (laughs) (laughs) so in in working with you like how how do if somebody listening wants to reach out to you how do they uh, get in touch with you Uh, they can go to my website which is sweetsoundofsuccess.com on that website they will find my secret ingredient for my coaching. And that is a technique called biofield okay. tuning. Sounds totally woo. It's based in physics. It works. <laughs> it clears those invisible things. So what I what I really love about the conversation we just had is, you know, it, it's just so apparent that when people talk to you, you're going to be able to help them. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, you know, you're going to do it. It's going to be different for different people, you know, for whatever their issues are, what's, whether it's invisible or visible. But it's very apparent that you're able to help people. And, and uh, you know, I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for, you know, really helping uh, all the business owners, uh, you know, with their businesses as, as well as their personal relationships as well, because they're intertwined. Yeah. And uh, I think you're just doing great work out there. Well, thank you. Thank you, Greg. Bless you. Thank you, Sue. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and the Electrocast Network of Podcasts. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions we would love to hear your suggestions for future episodes as well if there's an area where you need some solid business advice use us as a resource you know (laughs) let us know and we might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered you can also reach out to us by sending us a direct message on Twitter or just head over to our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. Both of those are great ways to reach out to us. Uh, We also, you know, we love talking to business owners. If you would like to join us on the show, reach out to us and, you know, you can do that on website and Twitter, as I mentioned. We thank you for listening. We thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing DIY for Business, where you are not alone.
I'm Ashley D, a media entrepreneur, mother of three, and a woman of God. Through my podcast, Spiritually Restored, I discuss various topics about life, love, purpose, and healing while bringing messages through the word of God, prophetic dreams, and testimonies from myself and my guest hosts. Catch a new faith-filled message every Wednesday on the Voices of Faith podcast network through Electrocast. See you there. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The mission is simple, to spread stories of collective change that make the world a better place, understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us.